Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. St. Thomas, from the Gospel reading, is our prompt for this evening. And it's enlightening to consider this apostle as we inch ever so much closer to Christmas. We're almost there. Thomas wasn't with the other disciples when Jesus appeared to them after his resurrection from the grave. And so he heard it secondhand. He heard it, this apostle heard the good news like you guys hear it, right? Like we hear it from someone who's been sent to you. How fascinating. Thomas was in your position. And his response then was, well, I won't believe it unless I see it. And so, being one of the twelve that happened to walk with Jesus, he also got to be like the other twelve. And eight days after the first appearance of the Lord, Jesus stood among them again. And as we heard from the gospel reading, he kind of dropped the microphone on, on Thomas. Oh yeah, bud? Well, here you go. Here's your chance. Put your finger right here and see my hands. Put out your hand and place it in my side. Here I am right in front of you. Jesus gave Thomas this unique individual gift so that he would believe, so he would have faith in Christ. And Jesus said, do not disbelieve, but believe. Everything with God is about belief in Jesus Christ incarnate crucified and resurrected. God is generous and he goes above and beyond to create saving belief in our hearts. And while we sitting here in 2021, Ferndale, we consider Thomas to be the blessed one. What an opportunity he had to physically touch Jesus' wounds. Of course he believed. There he was. What a special gift. And Jesus says, though, that you and I are blessed because we believe in him without having to depend on what we can physically see. Jesus says, we have the special gift. After Thomas saw Jesus alive and with the wounds From the cross, he exclaimed, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are all of you who believe in Jesus, not because you've seen him with your physical eyes, a task that I couldn't do, without these glasses on, so I'm glad that that's not dependent upon that. But precisely because you're not simpletons. Thomas was a simpleton. We've been blessed with the capacity to see, not only with our failing eyes that will one day give out completely, but with our very spirit, according to good reason. That's you, a believer through spirit according to good reason. Blessed with faith in Christ, 
without the hand-holding, daycare, training wheel type assistance that Thomas needed. Jesus sent you his Holy Spirit so you could move beyond the color-by-number simplicity of the naysayers who live by the mantra, I'll believe it when I see it. Think about that. What a limited life. I'll believe it when I see it. Not to mention that it's logically inconsistent with reality. No one believes only what he has seen with his own eyes. NASA says the moon is 238,855 miles away. Do you believe that's true? Or do you need to actually get in a shuttle and travel 238,855 miles from Earth to believe it? Of course you don't. You may not believe everything NASA says, but you have good reason to believe that, right? How many people have been or have seen with their own eyes, been in an operating room or seen with your own eyes, a heart transplant? Do you need to have seen a heart transplant with your own eyes to know that heart transplants can occur and do occur? No, right? There is good, reasonable proof that heart transplants happen on a regular basis, wherever the specialists are doing them. Belief without seeing is a part of our life. It's how things happen every day. How's this for a down-home example for you? How many people know, Christina not, she helped me out today, so she can't answer this question. How many people know how much Tipples is charging for a gallon of gasoline right now? If you do, you can raise your hand, but don't say it. Okay, you don't? Christina and I do. Would you believe me if I told you, and now if anyone's going to listen to this recording from Wyoming, like my family or something, they might not believe this just because the prices in California are so high, but you and I know it's within reason. Would you believe me if I told you that Tipples is charging $5.36 per gallon for gasoline right now? Or would you have to drive over there and read the sign for yourself before you would believe it? Because if that's how you get down, why stop there? You still wouldn't have actually seen with your own eyes what Jerry charges for a gallon of gasoline. To do that, you would have to pull up to the pump and let Jerry pump gas into your car and then charge you the total. But don't stop there because you'd have to do the math to make sure that the sum total was going to divide out to be $5.36 per gallon. Unless you're willing to do all of that work, and probably even more so, make sure you do the long division. Don't use a calculator because that's not fair. You got to do it all by yourself. You're not Thomas. That's the kind of thing Thomas was working with. That's the kind of thing Gideon was doing, right? Unable to believe with the spirit. Needing to see evidence, physical evidence for themselves. You could be a reasonable human being like I was this afternoon when I called Christina and you could believe me when I tell you 
that she told me it's $5.36 a gallon at Tipples. Just like you can be a reasonable human being and believe that Jesus got up from the grave as he said he did, as we've been told he did by verifiable resources. People who are much more reliable than me and especially her. <laughs> I'm glad you went there first. I, was, I, I wouldn't have done that if you didn't do it first. That was fun. Thanks. <laughs> to believe without having to see, the point is, is a blessing. To believe without having to touch and see with your own limited capacity is a blessing. And this is what the record of Thomas's interaction with our resurrected Lord is teaching us. It's also teaching us something else that's very, very important. Teaching us something else about the reality of the relation of, to, of belief with Jesus. You see, there's this funny problem with time and space. Not everyone can occupy them simultaneously. It's a weird thing how it works. I can't be in the same exact place George is at the same exact time. Not even sit on his lap because I'm not in the exact same place that George is. I would be on George's lap. I wouldn't be where George is, right? Jesus was crucified and resurrected for the whole world, as John 3.16 says, but not everyone in the world could be born in Judea in the first century. <clears throat> and most of humanity was born before or after the 33-year window of Jesus' earthly life. And most of us, we're born in different parts of the world. This is the reality for all of us this evening. None of us were born in Judea in A.D. 33. Right, Bob? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's too much fun. You didn't have to be in Jerusalem in A.D. 33 to be saved from your sin. You can believe in Jesus in Ferndale in 2021 and receive the same forgiveness of your sins that the apostles received, the same salvation they received, the same life everlasting, life everlasting that they received, that Jesus earned for them and for you on the cross in Jerusalem, A.D. 33. St. Thomas's interaction with Jesus teaches us that Jesus' saving work of redemption isn't limited to his time and place on this earth. We're blessed with salvation without having to live at the same time and the same place as Jesus during his earthly ministry. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And there's so many of us. You don't have to doubt that Jesus was born, lived, died, and was resurrected for you just because you didn't see it all happen with your own eyeballs. If that was the system, it would be absurd. And this religion of ours would never have taken off. It would have petered out with the apostles. You and I can look at reasonable evidence that Holy Scripture is trustworthy and the events recorded in it by the eyewitnesses happened as they say it happened, we can believe in Jesus and receive the gifts of Christ that God wants us to have. 
One more little fun little factoid for tonight's sermon. I don't know if you've ever heard of the philosopher William Lane Craig, modern guy. He's not like, you know, one of those ancient dead ones. He's still alive. He's a brilliant guy. He tells the story about how for a long time he thought the virgin birth, Christmas, virgin birth of Jesus was absurd. Couldn't wrap his mind around it. It's got to be made up. When asked about it, he said, for the virgin birth to be true, a Y chromosome had to be created out of nothing in Mary's ovum because Mary didn't possess the genetic material to produce a male child. And yet, this brilliant Dr. William Lane Craig, even without satisfying the mystery of the virgin birth, still became a baptized Christian. Why? Well, he gives us his answer. He says, and I quote, you don't need to have all your questions answered to come to faith. You just have to say, the weight of the evidence seems to show Christianity is true. A lot of my questions are answered. The weight of it seems to be true. So even though I don't have answers to all my questions, I'm going to believe and hope to get some of my answers down the line in the long run. And guess what? William Lane Craig did eventually discover a satisfying answer to the question of Christ's virgin birth. It was so simple and in front of him the entire time. Now, as an expert on scientific evidence for a creator, he goes around and debates people, proving that the creator exists. Now, Dr. Craig says, if I believe in a God who created the universe, then for that God to create a single Y chromosome would be child's play. Amen to that, right? That's some logic. If he can create all of this, he can create one Y chromosome. And that's all that was needed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed is every one of us who believe in Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, crucified for all of our sins, and resurrected from the grave. Amen. Amen.